0: Greetings, beautiful people, and welcome to Queen's Stand Up Support Network Radio. Our purpose and intention is to create a non-judgment zone of support for the leaders and those working to be the change they want to see. Where we increase our awareness regarding the experiences that manifest as we navigate through this adventure we call life. Increasing awareness allows us the opportunity to choose to align with the actions necessary to manifest the desired change. You give all of you every day, working to live on purpose. And now, we intend to give back to you by empowering you to tune into your souls. Let us pray. Almighty Divine Creator, as we grow from strength to strength, We give thanks for this day and the opportunity to expand our vibration as infinite choice makers. Thank you for showing us the way of healing. We are open to receive as we continue to align ourselves with peace. May our homes and hearts be forever filled and surrounded with happiness, healthiness, love and forgiveness. As we live in the present moment, our most powerful point of being, in the name of the father, the mother, and the child, Amen Mut Kanshu, Ashe, so let it be. Sunday to you, yes, the last Sunday before the new year. Thank you so much for taking the time to connect with us today. Last week, if you were listening, you know that we were talking about the effects of plant-based eating, and if you weren't, you can check the show out by visiting us at queenstandup.com. All of the replays for Queen Stand you can find there. So definitely hop on over and check it out if that's something of interest to you. Today, we are here to talk to even further discussion on health with our topic of the wealth of health. One of life's ways of getting our attention regarding our need to spend more time on our self-care is through our health. Our mind, body, and soul always communicating with us, telling us when we need to rest, exercise, hydrate, and get certain nutrients. So why does it seem like sickness happens suddenly? That's the question. And you'll often hear people say, it was so sudden. But sickness seems to happen suddenly. Because we may not be as in tune with our health as we could be to maintain our health. Additionally, other areas of our life may be taking precedence over our health needs. The truth is, it's all connected. Our relationships, our careers, our spirituality, and the food we eat affect the wealth of our health. Our guest host today's name is Sue Lemming. She's more than a cancer survivor. Sue has experienced firsthand how wealthy we are when our health is intact and when it is not, and how these other components affect our overall well-being. So we're going to wait for Sue to hop on back in. Maybe she's having some technical issues because She's calling from the U.K., actually, so she's logged in, I'm sure. But if you'd like to join in on the discussion, feel free to dial in to 929-477-2476, and you can press 1 to um, that you would like to join in the discussion. So while we wait for Sue, uh, to come back in, we're going to go ahead and do something we don't normally do. We're going to bring in our moment of power at the top of the hour. All right. So sit, sit tight, and we'll listen to Miss Sandra's words of wisdom for us today. Here we go.
1: Y'all know what time it is. Get ready for Miss Sandra's moment of power.
0: Mama's on. She's dropping them jewels. Mama's on. Better listen
1: up and you'll grow. Good morning, queens and kings. The wealth of health. It is so important that we pay attention to our health. With health care being so unpredictable, we need to make conscious efforts to stay in tune with our own health. The younger us, for the most part, takes for granted how our body part operates just because God says so. I remember my grandmother Jenny saying, when you are sitting on the co- Concrete steps to put a pillow under your bottom. This was for the future. I can't say that I always did, but when I remembered I did, it is important that if a doctor makes a diagnosis that we have the right to get a second opinion. Having a wealth of health means we are rich in possibilities, rich in the ability to dress ourselves, think and move on our own without any assistance, rich in making decisions on what it is that we invest into our digestive system system rich in how we utilize our body and how much exercise we provide for the longevity of our limbs yearly checkups and follow-up appointments are very very helpful choosing a primary care physician and specialty physicians are vital to the wealth of our health being mindful that the correct nutrition help us to be empowered and educated regarding food and health a cheerful heart is good medicine but a crushed spirit dries up the bones, Proverbs 17, 22. Be blessed until the next time. Happy Sunday, along with a blessed and prosperous new year. Yes,
0: yeah, thank you so much for that beautiful message, Mom. Absolutely. And I'm wondering, I guess, you know, putting a, a cushion underneath yourself when you're sitting on a stoop, the cold stoop, it must be beneficial to keeping the cold from out of your, your being. Um, I'm, I wonder what exactly that's about. I, I hadn't heard that, so I'm going to have to do some research on that myself. Um, and, uh, you know, to wait for our guest host to join in. Um, she's not quite here just yet, Sue. Sue. I'd like to, you know, we, we talked about, we're talking about the wealth of our health. Um, and right now, it seems like mental health awareness is on the rise. And the more that we at Queen Stand Up study health and nutrition, um, and just overall well being, mind body, the mind body connection, we're learning about how what we eat and digest really impacts our minds and our mental health, and that mental health affects our entire, entire life. Um, so many of you may not know that I uh, suffered from anxiety and depression. The two go hand in hand, um, but I didn't even know <laughs> what It was, I didn't know that that's what was happening to me. I didn't know that anxiety, like, and, and again, when I talk about these things, you know, um, anxiety, depression, and any other disease is a classification of symptoms, you know, that have been given a name, symptoms that have been classified into a name. And so um, the actual cause of them has, you know, you know, are not being taken. So I always say that there is a habit of disease, and there is a habit of wellness that we can incorporate to create the well condition in our life. So, but when I did start really understanding anxiety and depression, and that my role here in this experience, my purpose, right? And happy Kwanzaa to everybody, um, because today's today's day is actually Mia. Um, in Kwanzaa, they say Habari Ghani, which means what's the news, what's the day. And um, today's day is Nia, and Nia means purpose. And when I realize, you know, that because a lot of the times what ails us or what's really challenging us is deeply connected to our purpose. I, I'm, and I take that back. I don't think it's a lot of the times. I think that it's 100% of the time time, whatever keeps showing up in our life that is like, you know, an obstacle or appears to be a challenge, it's a calling that we have to really sit with and observe and um, understand on a deeper level. It's trying to reveal something to us. And so when I started to understand anxiety and depression and, and what they mean, They are diseases of the mind. And you've probably heard it before, right, that if you're anxious, you're way into the future. And if you're depressed, your thoughts are way into the past. Well, it's not just an idea. I actually, once I began to really practice mindfulness and study yoga, which yoga, you can sum it up into paying attention. That's what it helps you to do. It helps you to pay attention to you, not to the externals, because we get really caught up in the externals and what the external stimuli is doing to us. And um, when I started paying attention um, through the yoga, I started to see my thoughts and where they were, were most of the time. And once you begin, begin to see your thoughts, then you can actually um, make some changes. So I want to read this to you. I think we do have Sue on the line. I was, I was informed. But I'd like to read this really um, for no, – um, okay, we don't, so I'll keep going. <laughs> ah, We're going with the flow, guys. We're going with the flow. So I'd like to read this to you. Um, I, um, spirit brought this through me the other day and, um, but before I do, I want to say that I was able to overcome the anxiety and the depression because I became aware of it. And then I saw the habits and then I just replaced them. And I say just, but I don't mean that it just happened, you know, willy nilly overnight. I, I still work through it, but it does, I'm more in control. So, uh, the better the name of this piece that I'm preparing to read to you, The Better. They say you stay in bad situations often because you don't think you deserve any better, because you think it's the best you can do. It's not always true. I deserved better. Knowing this truth was the easy part. Creating the better was the struggle. Aligning my focus, taking my time, organizing my mind, that was my nemesis. No shortage of ideas, fear of failure, didn't even scare me. I was good at that. Creating a steady beat, finding my balance, mastering my flow, now this had me in the ring from sunrise to sunset. Once I knew my contender, I was headed for success. Identifying the weakness gave me strength. Developed a strategy, shifted my focus from the outside in. Only midway, but I already felt the win. I could see it taking shape. I could feel the vibe. Energy was shifting, the forces would collide, dissolving resistance, leaving me holding the better. So that piece says everything to me. And as I evolve into this health coach that I've finally accepted my calling that this is who I am, because of the experiences that I've grown through, can really empathize with the people that I have been called to assist on their journey and hold the space for, if you will, on their journey. Because I know innately that we do authentically desire the better and we know that we deserve it. We're royal, we know how powerful we are, right? We're in awe of this experience known as life, but sometimes we're so um, programmed to a certain way that organizing ourselves for the better, the challenge, we know we deserve it. And we can't even understand sometimes why we do the things we do. Like, why I know better. Why do I keep going back to eating this way or doing this unhealthy practice? I don't understand it. You know, it kind of, that frustrates us when you know something and you want to do better, but you just have a challenge. There's like this tug of war going on inside of you. And I'm here to tell you that that's the way. Like going into the ring with it is the way. You have to sit with it. You have to observe it. You have to be in the experience. You have to feel it. You have to talk yourself through it. You have to look the thing in the face. You can't jump over any part of it. You have to feel the fear and release it. You have to let the tears flow. Any emotion that comes up, you have to identify, connect with it. And then it no longer has power over you. You see, a lot of times what happens and why it becomes so difficult to make the changes is because we are not comfortable with looking at it. And so instead of, you know, allowing ourselves to be uncomfortable we try to get comfort, you know, quickly, you know, using vices. Um, and then so we, 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 while spirit is trying to reveal something to you through the anxiety, through the depression, through the disease, right, the classified symptoms, right, you're trying to ignore them, suppress them. And so you can't hear the messages. So you know we we i just i said all of that to say that like that's why it becomes so difficult because we don't want to see the ugliness you know the messy but you know on the way to better it's messy it's not a straight path and so a lot of people they stop you know, midway. When we get, when we do, you know, people have healing crises, they go into a panic and then they go back for the vices. They go for the, the medications or whatever. I, and I'm not against medications. I've taken medications to help me get to a place of calmness and ease until I can develop a strategy for the healing, you know. But if you're doing one without the other, if you're not talking yourself through it, if you're not examining yourself, then you're going to keep repeating a particular pattern. So the only way to, to get to the better, the, the wellness and the healing is to, to identify, um, to identify with what works and to listen to the messages that spirit tells you. And there's a wealth in it. And why I t- I'm telling you that there's a wealth in it because I'm going to tell you for 20 years, 20 years, I knew to do certain things. Right. But there would always be something that would come up that would make me have an excuse. And I, and I'm going to say, talk talk about this in regards to changing my eating habits completely, right? Eating a certain way that made me feel really good. I'm 90, I'm a mindful foodie just so you know. And, um, so I eat mindfully, um, but I splurge periodically if I want. So I, I don't really call myself a vegan per se, because um, veganism is, is very, uh, to me, strict. You know, it's, uh, and I don't do it, it's an extreme. You know, it can be, it can be. And um, it, it kind of boxes you in, and it, people start becoming vegan police, you know, if they see you eating a certain thing. But I, I, I became this, I started eating this certain way because I started feeling really good, you know, eating a certain way. And, um, I, but I would go back into eating bad, you know, periodically. I would go back, not, I, I'm gonna take, not eating bad, but eating in a way that made me feel bad, let's say that, me personally. And one person's food could be another person's poison. But we have to understand that we are unique individuals and it is our responsibility to find our formula but there would be a holiday that would come up or somebody's birthday or something, or I would have some leftover food in the refrigerator. So I wouldn't start my new regimen or my cleanse or whatever have you, because there was always something that would come up. And I would have, this, so they were excuses that I was making for myself. And finally this year I, I made a decision and I said, you know what? Cause spirit started t- telling me like, You keep seeing glimpses of where I can take you in regards to your health, your mental focus, Um, and that's what really gets to me, the mental focus aspect of it, right? Because when you can focus your mind, then you can be in control over and have discipline over your life. So all of those things that you would do, that you could do, that you'd like to do, you're able to do because you can follow a thought. When your mind begins to focus, you can follow a thought. You can stay disciplined, and that's what discipline is about, being able to follow a thought, having an idea, keeping a commitment, and then saying, I'm going to follow through with it. Um, And it happens to do with the state of your mind, whether or not you can accomplish that. And so that's why for me it was so important for me to adopt the certain way of eating because I could see that when I ate certain ways, my, the anxiety went away my mind could be still in focus I could follow a thought a routine my life was more organized and as a result of my life being more organized friends I became more and more wealthy I could take on more work I could focus in my career um, and so it's been better we have Sue on the line um, so anyway thank you for allowing me to share that with you Sue welcome how are you? Sue, so you have the floor, my dear. I hope you can hear me because I see you. Let's see. Okay. We got to get you on here because you have such a powerful story to tell, friends. Just please hang on. Bear with us for a moment. Um, she's un- You're unmuted, Sue, so you can just get to chatting with us when you can, when you can hear us. We've unmuted you. Sue, if you'd like, you can dial in also to nine two nine four seven seven two four seven six. I know you're in the U.K., and that may be a bit of taxing, but um, if you can log in, um, dial in, please go ahead and do so, because you're unmuted. but yes, yeah, Sue has a very powerful story. She, as I mentioned to you, she, she's a cancer survivor, okay, and... Um, I, I, I really want to talk about this because, you know, with if within health, like the body does really have the natural ability to heal itself, and I've been telling myself and people this for many, many years. But because we have been conditioned and programmed to believe otherwise, you have to start paying attention, folks. You know, what we don't know is making people sick. You have to start trusting our own intuition. Our health is our greatest wealth. It's our greatest asset. And our mental health is tied to our nutrition. It really is. I kid you not. Um, I've seen it for myself. And I don't want you to just take my experience or my, my words. I want you to, to examine yourself. I want you to spend time observing how what you eat makes you feel there's a direct connection to your mood and what you're eating. I mean, I, I can't stress to you how it's the difference of success and failure in a lot of areas. Like I was so, ta- I am so talented, but when I was eating a certain way and when anxiety and depression was, was on a rise, I couldn't get it out. My mind couldn't focus long enough to carry out the thought and to bring the brilliance to light. And when I started, I was paying more attention to my body, because paying attention is love. Yes. And when I started doing that, I started tapping more into the creator within, and I started seeing that abundance was my birthright. I just had to listen to to me. I do listen to the God within. Still keeps dropping. So you must be in a bad connection area. If you want to call in and, and chat with us about this subject and share your experience with us, we'd love for you to do that. Um, hold on. I'm getting some messages here from people. I'm wondering if this is uh, something going on with um Live talk. Okay, here I'm going to share with the, one of our um, listeners. We're going to try it. Oh, Sue's trying again. Hey,
2: Sue. Are you there, hello? Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. Can you hear oh, me? Oh,
0: we got you on the line. Yes, we do. Happy hello. Sunday. Hello. I'm here.
2: Yes, hello. I've been trying for the last 20 minutes to get through. Hello. I'm here. Susan's here. I
0: know you have been. Thank you for being so diligent in your, in your um, quest to connect with us.
2: Oh, oh, I have to, I I have to speak to... to
0: your listeners. Yes, you do. I was just telling them about you today. So, thank you.
2: Share with us your story, Sue. I know a little bit, but they okay. love to hear it. Okay, I'm now 52 years of age, and I've now survived um, grade 3 aggressive estrogen receptor-positive breast cancer, um, coming up for 10 and a half years um, in the next couple of weeks. Um, I still awake every day. I'm shocked. I'm in awe. Um, my body is completely different from who I well My my body and my mind, I don't recognize myself anymore from how Susan was before she had breast cancer. Um, mm-hmm. I knew I was heading for it. Um, my life was 200 miles an hour and I've slowed down an awful lot and I have, I have slowed down and as you said earlier, I've listened to my body and it's my temple and I respect it. So it's been an incredible journey, both physically mentally spiritually emotionally so yes i'm am quite happy to you know to now tell your readers or your listeners sorry um you know how it all okay. started mm-hmm. so, so yeah you ha- want so, me to
0: start you, now? so you i do so yes please go ahead you have the floor
2: yes yeah okay basically yeah um my life was 200 miles an hour um i'd had a lot of stress in my life my dad died um in 1991 when I was twenty five years of age. I had a very high successful head offing career. I'd worked on cruise ships, travelled around the world. Um I, I was just high on life. I never thought about my own immortality. I don't think you I think in your twenties and thirties you don't. You just think that you're gonna, you know, live forever. So I had a bereavement, massive bereavement of my father at twenty five and then my late mother, when she was um sixty two, no, sixty five, sorry, sixty five my mother had already gone through 10 years of bereavement um, without my father, and her life was very stressful with dealing with the bereavement. Um, she was always slim, my mum, but she didn't. Her, her eating habits since dad died were, you know, a bit erratic. And to cut a long story short, uh, my elder brother had a motorbike accident the following year after my dad's uh, death, and he was paralysed for a year, and he's still on a walking stick today. Um, he was paralyzed for a year so my dear mum had loads and loads of stress and her diet became erratic and then in March of 1999 she called me aside one afternoon when I was visiting her and she found a lump in her breast and I knew that she had breast cancer because I'd kind of you know I was already reading up on the symptoms you know I don't know what it was but I was already reading up on the symptoms so when she came to me and found a lump I knew she had breast cancer, but I tried to, you know, let her know that it might not be and everything would be all right. But she had actually had some cysts removed previously um, for the previous few years. But I was pretty much down to stress. So, yes, my mom was age 65 and she had breast cancer. So that's when I began to check myself. So we're going back to March 1999. Um, I was born in 66. So you can tell how old I was. And 33, I believe. So um, that's when I began to check myself. And I began to check my breasts regularly that I advise all women to do. Um, check them, feel them, look look at them. Um, again, what you've been saying about diet.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, her call dropped
0: again. She's going to come back on. Yeah. One of the things that stood out from what she was saying um, is, the life moving at 200 miles per hour speed and the flow of, of how we move is directly connected to our connected to our health too um, when the when the mind slows down the body can heal um, when the when we're on moving so fast all the time our adrenaline levels are up and so when, when we it kind of numbs out any symptoms that the body like any pain or anything that the body is going through to help you to push through. Right. It does have a purposeful function. Um, because it wants us to, it's, it's, that's part of the survival technique that the body has. But the thing is we don't want to stay in that mode. Um, the, um, sympathetic nervous system mode for so long. And that's what's been happening to us. We've been staying in the fight and flight, um, Function of the nervous system, right? Always, you know, um, looking over our shoulder or having thinking worried. It's survival mode, basically. And we have to allow the body to rest and relax so that it can restore and, and rejuvenate itself. And so we create the conditions for health. I always tell students, you know, about when we think about breathing, Breathing, we, we don't actually pull the breath in as we think we do. We create the space, and the oxygen is all around us. So we create the space to allow it to come in. It's the same thing for wellness. Wellness is here. We just have to create the space in our lives for it. You know, just like there are yoga classes out there, there are meditation classes out there, there are healing alternatives out there. But are you creating the space in your day, in your life to um, allow it in? And a lot of the reasons why we're not doing it as much, or some people aren't, is because of the mindset, the condition of the mind. The mind is moved so fast, it can't focus and concentrate on the wellness. So at first, people, you know, you have to, you know, gradually allow yourself to go into a new pattern. If nothing changes, nothing changes, you know. And so sometimes we will try to implement new certain things and then we'll give up on it because it takes too long. Well, if you've been practicing a certain pattern of dis-ease that has brought you to disease, and you'll identify that the pattern that you're living has, is a disease-filled pattern because it brings you to a certain condition. If you've been living in that pattern for 30 years, let's say, take more than a month or more than a week to change it, okay? You first have to change your mind, and you have to be gentle with yourself on this journey because it, it, it takes as long as it takes. You've heard me say that many a time because it's true. It's true, but it's definitely worth doing. And I'll say this too, no two journeys are alike. So, you know, um, we're coming out in in January, you're going to see us, we're launching our book, Creating the Habit of Wellness, Prioritizing Self-Care, because it's time, community, for us to start studying ourselves even more. It's time for us to prioritize our self-care. If we are going to make the, 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 be the influence that we'd like to be in the community, if we are going to lead, you have to first prioritize your self-care. It is a part of, it's a prerequisite to your leadership ability. Okay? It doesn't take away. It allows you to give more. So our mantra that we're going to be using for this year, because our true wealth is in our health, absolutely in our health, um, everything else will, will unfold from there. Whatever you've been praying for, whatever you've been working toward, it starts first with how well you are, okay? You are the first top priority. So our mantra is, I am eager to correct my mistaken perceptions and ideas, and I am okay with beelining it to the correction by having them come to the light. What does that mean? We are okay with looking at our mistakes, to direct us, not to condemn us. So they come up, we're okay with beelining it there and letting the corrections come up. So I'll say that one more time. I am eager to correct my mistaken perceptions and ideas. And I am okay with beelining it to the corrections by having them come to the light. If you need to forgive yourself, if you need to apologize, whatever it is, there's no no weakness in that. That's strength. Allow yourself to be vulnerable. And our second mantra is, I love my boundaries. And I listen to them, for they keep me thriving. And as I thrive, I have all the more gift to give. There are many of us out here in our community, y'all are givers, right? And the more that you set, keep your boundaries in place, that, that, those healthy boundaries, saying no when you need to say no because you're just too tired or you just don't have it in you, right, at the moment, or you need to care for yourself, you are giving also wealth to the people because you're going to go back into yourself so that you can preserve yourself so that you can have more. I always like to quote this, um, uh, one of my, our spiritual leaders, um, uh, uh, Yanda Van Zant. she always says that if you give more of yourself than you can to someone, you make them a thief. And then you start to get upset with yourself because they're taking, 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 but you're giving. So you have to see your responsibility in this thing, you know, you, and, and you got to learn how to set those healthy boundaries because people don't know how to, to, um, to follow what you're not setting. So You have to you set them. So, yes, um, look for our Creating the Habit of Wellness workbook. It is going to be a ve- – it's a concrete – text that allows you to create your unique formula for you, all right? And it puts it all in one place. I want to go ahead and, and read this here. Our Kuyani is here. Oh, sorry. I not mean to say your name. But it says, you know, we love you and we love what you share. Um, she says, my entire conscious life, ever since I found my identity in God, I've been pressing toward better in every area of my life. And as I overcame each hurdle, I found myself in a similar struggle each time. She identified her pattern. Mm-hmm. Trying to replace bad habits and behaviors is what I was created for. And it was difficult. She's been called to do this work to help others. <laughs> but to whom much is given, much is required. She says, I am currently in a pulling up concerning my body and the effects of change, of the change, which is forcing me to get it right. The beauty of no choice. There there does come a time when you feel like, when your body is like, "Uh uh-uh. No, 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 you don't. You don't listen to me. She says, "Um, I'm in this fight. I can honestly say, I don't recall feeling so helpless, so vulnerable. But I know I'm not helpless. I know it's not real. I just have to keep moving toward it towards it on the way to better. It is messy indeed. <laughs> that's right. It sure is beautiful people it is so I don't want you to give up you know if you if you you know you're trying to get your your health back, you know if your mind has you played tricks on you or you're feeling any anxiety and depression or whatever. Just keep going through it. you got to go through hell sometimes to get to heaven. You know, I was talking with my mom the other day. We had a great discussion. And, you know, we was, you know, reminiscing on some things, um, some of the um, lessons that we've grown through as a family. And, you know, she was just having a little, you know, feeling a little regrets about some of the choices or, you know, whatever. And, you know, we go through that sometimes. And she said, and we both just said it the same, but we had to go through it because now we see things from a certain, pers- a different perspective. And while it's painful, folks, like I'm sure for Sue, it was so painful to go through the cancer and to have her family go through that. But it's, it's very priceless information and you can't really know it full on until you have experienced it on a certain level. And so some of the things within wellness, they're simple things like going to bed at a certain time, right, or having a wind-down routine. It seems like a simple thing that you can easily skip. And those easily skipped things, they can be the game-changer also with wellness and disease. But it doesn't seem like it because it's so simple that you can, it's so easy, you can miss it. But I'm here to tell you that when I started spending more time resting, the anxiety, the mind, you know, busyness of the mind started to dissipate. more I practiced it, I could focus for five minutes more, 10 minutes more, you know, 20 minutes more. It got better and better, and it's still improving. I'm still working through it. You know, but now um, I tell my mind, like I can, I can see my mind's desire to move fast. I know it. I can see it now and I can talk myself through it. So now when I see it and I observe myself, I get still and I start breathing and I start talking to the thoughts that are moving fast. Like you got to hurry up. Let's go. There's not enough time. You got to, you got to get there a certain time. I just start talking and saying, let's be in the moment now, April, you know. Let's finish this task before we move on to the next thing. Let's write it down on our to-do list. Because normally when I'm in a task, another idea will come up to do something else. And and so before I would go to that next idea and start to get to that, well, then that leaves you with a, a whole bunch of incompleted projects, you know. And so I started just saying, nope, when I finish this, I'll tend to that if it's next on my to-do list. But now I'm at a point where I'll I'll work on something, I'll finish it, I'll give myself an allotted time, and then I'll go to my to-do list, but I'll go to the next thing on my to-do list. So if the thing that popped up while I was working, it doesn't get to the top of my list unless it's a huge priority. It goes to the bottom, and I'll get to it. And even if I have, like, a new idea that I want to work on, I have to finish whatever projects I have going on before I can get to that. This is health I'm talking to you about, believe it or not. Following a thought, it's a part of health. Focusing the mind, it's a part of health. Why it's made me wealthier? Because um, people can count on me. can count on me to be organized. My classes are organized. When I go to present a project, as I often do, they know I'm going to show up they know that my discipline level has risen, you know, they know that they can count on me and they'll book the classes. So that's how it's connected to wealth. You see that? Um, they don't have to worry about, well, when she comes, is she going to be, you know, are are we going to, is it going to add value to our program? They know it is people are going to get something out of it. And I have to attribute that to me, um, learning the art of stillness and, um, been a beautiful, a beautiful thing, I, I really just have to tell you. So I just want to encourage you all out there that to understand that you're not alone in trying to implement the changes in your life. It, it can be a beast. <laughs> um, sickness comes to us all in many different forms, but it comes to inform us. It comes to educate us. And as I go back to referencing the time, the, the conversation with me and my mom, um, you know, before when I was trying to introduce new ideas to my family about the way that I eat, I was doing it in a fearful way. You know, like, Oh, we gotta do this, I'm oh, gonna die, you know? <laughs> and and ultimately we're all gonna transition, right? <laughs> That's gonna happen. But it was the way that I was introducing the ideas without giving people choice that made them a little resistant. And so I was trying to force my ideas on them, things that I was learning. And so it's oftentimes the way that we're approaching something that determines our ability to retain the information or to even open ourselves up to it. If someone is trying to force you to do something, immediately you, kind of, you can close up and it can kind of have the resistance. So that's the same thing with yourself when you're trying to introduce a discipline or a new habit. If you're trying to force yourself into it, there's going to be some resistance. So, you have to show yourself compassion. And a key thing with this all is you have to celebrate. Celebration is so sacred. When you celebrate, you're basically telling your, you're acknowledging the, instead of always focusing on your mistakes, you're acknowledging. The fact that you're taking steps in the right direction, and that's inspiring, that's encouraging, that's motivating. Think about it. When someone encourages you and tells you what a good job that you've done, what happens? You want to do even better, right? But if somebody constantly is pointing out, oh, you messed that up, you did that wrong, you feel bad. You don't want to keep trying. You feel like, "Ah, oh, I can't get it right. That's the same thing when you're trying something new. Right, so if you're trying to implement some healthy habits out there, friends, New Year's coming up, we got these New Year resolutions. If you're trying to um, implement that stuff. Um, cut yourself some slack, you know, and celebrate yourself every time because that's going to encourage you on a subconscious level. Even, oh, I did that. Even, I mean, the smallest step you take, I want you to celebrate it big. I want you to talk about it with your friends. You know, these New Year resolutions are coming up. Celebrate the fact that you set one, you know. Follow the thought. And I, I, I want you to also um, write this down somewhere where you can see it often. Okay? This has been very helpful to me. Be mindful of the thought you follow. Keep that up somewhere. And, you know, I have it in my room, and, and I just look at it because sometimes, you know, a thought will be on such a repeat, and it'll take you down a rabbit hole. But I, the, the thoughts that I have been following this year have brought me to success in so many areas. The radio show is booked up all the way till July 2019, six months in advance. Shows built, marketing flyers sent out. We're ready. From that habit I told you I've been working on practicing every day. My, show, my, my yoga classes booked up all the way into the summertime to vision board classes, all of that. And you know why? Because I started practicing that idea that I just shared with you. I started being more mindful of the thoughts I was following. If I saw any stinking thinking start coming in my mind, I just stop it now. You know, I, don't, I, I said, no, we're not doing that. I'm not doing that to you. You don't deserve that. You've been doing a lot of work, April, and I don't care if you made a mistake. We're not talking about that. We want to focus on all of the good things that you have done to get yourself better, and we want to celebrate you. And I'm going to tell you, that's a new thing for me, celebrating myself. I planned a vacation. That's something new for me, too, because I haven't done that. And um, I was just laughing with it with one of my um, the people, the organizers that works with me. Because we were sitting there, and I was trying to explain to her why I deserve to take these days off. She had to stop me. She said, April, hey, well, you don't have to <laughs> explain to me why you want to take some time off. That's a good thing. You, sh- you deserve to do that. But I became conscious of the fact that I thought I need <laughs> that I needed to explain, you know, when I wanted to take some time to relax myself. But it's a wellness practice. So, you know, I'm telling you, the thoughts that I've been following this year have got me more organized, more prepared. Um, I have uh, I'm, I have a better social life, more community around me. And I want to tell you that too, like that's important too. You gotta get yourself in a community because you don't, you're not meant to do this alone. And I know sometimes when we going through depression and anxiety or any disease or whatever you don't you want to carry it all by yourself because you don't want to put that on people, and then sometimes everybody can't handle it, and then you know you feel bad and, and and bringing that energy around folks got to get yourself into a community there's help out there, whatever level financial level you're on, there is help out there for you so don't feel guilty about getting the help you know everybody needs help sometimes you know sometimes when we get into a funk. We say, I don't need nobody. I'm going to do this all by myself. I, don't, You know. No, no. You don't have to do it alone. Don't isolate yourself. Find a friend, even if it's just one. Find a buddy. Tune yourself into the help because it's out there. You know, I don't. Oh, Sue's back on. Yeah. Hey, Sue. I see you back on. Let's bring you back on here. I'm just, you know, impromptu with this show, going with the flow, saying what's on my heart, guys, because I know we out there. Um, we, we trying to, we, we working on our better every day. We are, you know, so you there, love. Okay. She's coming in. I just really, I just wanted to encourage you this year. I know you're trying and I see you. I hear you. And, um, we're here for you at Queens Stand Up. It's a, it's a, it's a journey. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And it's it's messy and nobody's nobody's looks the same. Honor yourself. Do what you need to do. You're real. Your thoughts are valid. What you are experiencing has purpose. And I want you to dig and dig until you find that purpose, until it unfolds to you. Because you are worth being here. And I know we hear that and and it don't matter sometimes if somebody else says it to us a hundred times. We got to find that for ourselves. But we can. And so I'm just going to take the time. I'm going to pray right now for our community. Almighty Divine Creator, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you so much for our listening community. I want to thank you for our family and friends. I want to thank you for my mom. Mom, I love you. And I'm so grateful for you. I want to thank you for my dad. I'm so grateful for you, Dad. I want to thank you for my sister, Queen Vashana. For my sisters, Tawana and Mackenzie, my nieces, my nephews, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for all of our community out there today and their families. I want to thank you for those listening ears who are on the line today, almighty. I just want you to bless them right now where they are. I just want you to help them to know that they are loved and they are cared for. I want you to help them to feel that. Plant these seeds of value and worth into their being. Help them to ease whatever pains they are going through. Make them strong enough to be able to endure whatever it is, whatever challenges that they are facing. Help them to find some sense, some comfort. Help them to open themselves up to receive the love that is there for them. Give them the courage to be brave, to be vulnerable to show up for themselves, to have a cry if they need to have a cry, to celebrate their small and large victories, the steps that they take. Almighty divine creator, fill them up right now. Fill them up with joy, with peace, happiness. Help them to find value in, in, in the small things and, that are big in life. I just pray, almighty, for our whole nation, our world, I just pray that we find more and more peace, that we can continue to come together, to work together, to enjoy this magnificent experience of life that you have given us. I pray for healing to come upon us, almighty divine creator. From the depths of our souls, I pray that you just rise up, make it clear, make it plain, make it known, so that we can live as our best, honoring the purpose in which you have called and designed us to be here. I pray, almighty, for our youth. I pray for my son, Nazir. I pray that you just give him the strength and the courage to see the gifts that you have granted him. I pray that he finds peace and continues to know that he is worthy. He is worthy of being in this experience. He is a valuable asset to life. I pray for all of those who are suffering from self-hate. Help them to find self love. I pray Almighty for just anybody who is who is thinking about, you know, forcing their transition into the next. That you just help them find some love within. Just somebody touch them in their life. I pray Almighty um, for the new year, and I thank you in advance because you are blessing us in this new year, and we feel it. We already, we only midway, and we already feel the wind. I just thank you. I just want to thank you for the sun that came up today, for the moon, the stars. Thank you for the air that we breathe. Thank you for just for life abundantly. Amen. I share. And so it is. Well, my beautiful people, we came, we saw. Y'all was here with me through it all. Thank you. And uh, Sue, we thank you for trying. We're going to have you back on, Sue, to share your story because it's important. And um, we'll make a way. All of y'all, once again, happy and healthy and prosperous New Year. It's your time to shine. All you have to do is claim it. That's all you have to do. And follow the thoughts that lead you to it. One day and one step, one moment at a time. Thank you so much for listening.
1: Today's show was such a blessing, and we here at Queen Send Up wish you and everyone listening a wonderful and very prosperous new year. Join us next Sunday, January 6, 2019, at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, as we discuss the show title, Proactive Living Through Alkalizing and Detoxing. Our guest host will be Danielle Cooley. To learn more about Danielle, visit our website at www.queensstandup.com. Until next time and always, beautiful people, be blessed, happy new year again, and Queens stand up.